Hello, my name is Reverend Casey Carbone, and you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We are currently worshiping on Sundays at 10 a.m., both on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. We hope that this message provides you with a source of encouragement and allows you to grow more deeply in your faith as we all continue to seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. The second reading of Holy Scripture this morning is a little different from the one that uh, is on your bulletin if you receive the PDF version of that. So instead, our reading of Holy Scripture, which I invite you to open up a Bible and follow along, or as before, the word of the Scripture will be up on the screen. But our reading instead for today will come to us from Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, verses 34b to 48. Fun fact, I know because sometimes I say A or B, is that that's just really indicating a fun Bible fact. Uh, those, letter, those letters are really just indicating the first half of a verse or the latter half of a verse. So in case you didn't know why we do that sometimes, uh, that's the reason why. <laughs> so let us listen now to God's holy word. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. But he said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And the repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses to these things. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. I don't know if I've told this story before. But when I was in high school, I had a part-time job working at a garden center. And during the holiday season, we would assemble wreaths using freshly cut greenery, and we would add ornaments and bows and, you know, all the trappings. It was, an, it was a, you know, it was a fine job for a high school student 
until the one day I remember trimming some of the greens on a wreath, and I looked down and saw something dripping on the floor. You could probably guess what happened. Apparently, I cut myself with a sharp pruner, and it was deep enough where I had to rapidly or tightly wrap it with some gauze and bandages. Looking back, I probably should have gotten a few stitches. But everything worked out fine. I still have my finger. <laughs> so things worked out OK, I guess. But to this day, I can still rub or feel the mark that was left by this accident, a reminder of a potential tragedy. I'm sure we have different scars or reminders like that. Today we hear of another story of someone else who still has marks left on them. Of course, I'm talking about Jesus, who bears his own scars, his own wounds, to the disciples. Scars that remain even after his resurrection. So what, if anything, should we make out of the fact that Jesus appears to his disciples with the wounds of the dark day of crucifixion still present on his body. Maybe the marks of the cross left on Jesus aren't all that surprising to you. Perhaps it's not shocking. After all, this story of Easter resurrection is one that we have shared throughout many centuries in Christian communities. But let's intentionally stop and think for a moment about the significance of Jesus appearing to his disciples, bearing fully the wounds that are still there, the marks that are on his hands, the marks that are on his feet, scars of humanity's sin and unfathomable depravity still engraved on his body. If you really stop and think about it, doesn't it seem odd that these marks are still present on Christ's body? I, and maybe you, at one point, thought that the resurrection was the renewal of what was broken and transformation into something that's perfect. But perhaps that's not the case. There are still remnants of blood and sores, which truthfully is perplexing, but maybe it's also a little 
reassuring. Reassuring that the resurrection hope we profess doesn't wipe clean or erase the stories, the wounds, the pains that have defined our growth and reformation and spiritual unfolding. And indeed, this reminder of a perplexing, complex resurrection hope is something that we need. As we find we are in the midst of a world that continually faces such deep-rooted scars, both at home, both far away, oftentimes closer than we think. You see, we don't have to do a lot of digging to discover evidence of these scars that are still close to home. Though let's take it in one direction. On one front, maybe a little farther away, we feel the pangs of grief, of suffering. For example, from the sting of, or the string of recent mass shootings and senseless loss of life. In those visible scars, how will we work to transform those wounds in our sacred work of being an Easter people? And how will we carry on in the same ministry in confronting the rise of hate crimes and our failure to see the inherent value within each and every one of us? Those are scars certainly still present on Christ's body. On another front, closer to home, we face the wounds in our own lives. Whether it be broken relationships, abusive relationships, feelings of distrust, struggles with alcohol or drugs, whether it be facing our self-inflated egos or sense of greed that comes at the cost of human connections. The list can go on and on, that's for sure. Maybe that's why Jesus appears to the disciples still with pierced holes in his hands and his feet and his side. It's a message that the resurrection hope, the resurrection life, is not about making a perfect world or perfect versions of ourselves, but forming something instead that is genuine and authentic. Something that is rooted in where we have come from. Rooted in the things we have overcome. Rooted in the knowledge that we are children of God. Rooted in the belief that together we are called to create something new. I believe that that is the point. The point we are meant to carry with us this Easter season. That the point of the Easter message of hope and resurrection is not about perfection. It's about processing, understanding, discerning, working with, 
the sacred wounds, the sacred stories that make us the beloved children of God. And erasing signs of our pain and the pain we inflict on others does not lead us to the community God intends for us. Because these markers serve as reminders of the Easter hope that we and others have poured out effort, poured out our own blood and sweat and tears into bringing about as beloved people of God. As you heard me mention before, as we take in the events of this past week, as we take in the senseless loss of human life, events that remind us of the scars that are still present in our world. Let these serve as catalysts that spark and feed our work as disciples. Let not these cries of grief go unheard. Let us see them as scars, as wounds that direct our eyes up to the heavens and our redemptive work that utilizes our gifts to proclaim this ever-evolving Easter message of restoration, of redemption, of transformation, of healing. Work that will involve us to look deep within our own hearts and around us. If you're not sure where to begin, Perhaps this process of working through our scars and our Easter ministry of restoration and healing begins with a meal. After all, Jesus asked the disciples if they had any food, and then they sat down and broke bread together. Or we might try to look within ourselves, take stock of the things that are life-given, taking stock of the things that aren't life-giving, setting boundaries so that we protect what is sacred in our lives from what is draining and heartbreaking. Perhaps it means we need to let go of the unnamed things that eat away at us, the fears, the grief, the anguish that we may be harboring. Perhaps it means refreshing our understanding of what it means to follow a living God. There are also ways for us to begin this healing work within our communities. As we are reminded that we are called to be advocates, to be healers, to be listeners, to be educators and caretakers of creation and repairers of the breach as the prophet says. Because all of this falls under the beauty of our Easter resurrection. Wounds and scars may still be wounds and scars, but through the lens of Easter, we might better understand them as tapestries that tell the tale of our co-laboring with the risen Lord. 
as we take the pains that lie within ourselves and our neighbors and the pains that we have inflicted on one another and turn them into redemptive work. That is the type of Easter hope that I am looking for this year. And I believe it's the kind of Easter hope that Jesus is hoping we find this year as well. To embrace the patchwork of our lives that contains the greatest happiness we have ever known alongside our greatest disappointments and sorrows. The sacred wounds of Christ brought healing, brought new life, and created space for us to do the same in our own lives and to do so in the lives of others. And as the famous 13th century mystic Rumi would say, the light or the wound is the place where the light enters you. So let us be filled with the transforming light of Easter resurrection. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.